We good to go? It feels like the perfect night for SwiftCast, a Taylor Swift podcast by the fans for the fans. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 14 of SwiftCast. Yay. Hi. Yay. Yay. (laughs) This is Belle. Ashley. Haley. And Nate. And Emily is on her way back from New Jersey from going to the other, uh, the East Rutherford show, so she is not joining us this week. Um, we just wanted to say thank you for everyone that has stuck with us so far here at episode 14. Uh, last week we had our epic episode 13, which was awesome. Was it not awesome? It was pretty awesome. Swiftastic. It was pretty epic. It was definitely swiftastic. Good job. Good word, Haley. It was swiftastic. Um, if you guys missed it, you definitely want to go back and check it out, because uh, Ashley gives us an exclusive uh, description of backstage at the Red Tour with the kids, um tour that she took with Mama Swift, so that was really, really cool. And we had a couple of other fun surprises, so you definitely don't want to have missed out on that episode. Uh, we just wanted to remind you guys that if you hit the subscribe button on iTunes, then every time that we put out a new episode, it automatically downloads for you so that you don't have to worry about, like going to our page and making sure you download our new episodes. It's just like simple and automatic for you and pops up a little thing to let you know there's a new episode that's already downloaded and ready for you to listen. So it just makes your life that much easier if you do that. So if you haven't, you should. Yay. We're just looking out for you. Yeah, we're just, we're looking out for you guys. You know, you guys are our awesome favorite listener Swifties. Yay. Um, We also, on a more serious note, wanted to offer our condolences for um, the death of Cory Monteith. Um, I don't know what to say about it except for, you know, it was unexpected and it's just sad to lose somebody that young. So, yeah, I guess we just wanted to take a moment of silence and offer our condolences. And now that we've depressed ourselves and everyone else, uh, let's lift you guys back up and talk about some red shows. So the most recent show was this past Saturday, the 13th. Um, as Belle mentioned, Emily attended. It was the show in East Rutherford, New Jersey. And the Beast stage song was Should Have Said No, which a fan requested in the meet and greet. This was the second time Taylor has played this on the bread tour. The first time was at one of the St. Louis shows. So it went away for a while, but I'm, I like that song. I'm glad she brought it back and did something that we haven't heard as much lately. That's one of my favorite songs off of her first album. Same yeah. Here. Love that song. It's amazing. I love the old performance she used to do where she's like, she had the water coming down. I know. And people were tweeting saying that they hoped it would rain. So it would be just like that performance. <laughs> <laughs> she should bring that back. She should do that again. Oh, she totally should. That was awesome. Um, and then there was a big surprise at that show. Um, for a while, fans had been hearing Taylor and the band soundcheck Follow Up Boy, and Patrick Stump, the lead singer, showed up, and they performed My Songs Know What You Did in the Dark, which, if you haven't seen the video, it's pretty epic. Taylor does her epic dance moves, where she's just, like, jerking her hips and flailing her arms and doing some funny arm movements, and you have to see this video. Just go on YouTube, look it up. Uh, I know there's a couple, at least a couple of good copies of it on YouTube, and it's it's hilarious and really good. Taylor has really great taste good. in music. <laughs> she has great taste with collaborators, and mm. Patrick Stump's face during the song is so funny. <laughs> oh my god! It definitely yeah, had definitely. to be a different experience for him than how they normally perform it as a band. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. So that was a really awesome show, and shouldn't be a surprise that Taylor planned something awesome for the 13th. But her next um, upcoming shows are this Friday and Saturday, the 19th and 20th in Philadelphia. And Belle, Emily, and Nate will all be there. So if you're going to be there, send us a tweet, and I'm sure they would love to meet you. Yes, definitely do it. We're all pretty nice people. So we'll be in Pit Friday, and then... I'll be in Pitt again Saturday, and then um, Belle and Emily will be somewhere on the floor, I guess, somewhere. Somewhere in the stadium. (laughs) Somewhere on the floor. We love meeting you guys at shows, and Haley, you're going to be at a show soon, aren't you? Yes, I'm going to the Wichita show with my daughter, and she has not shut up about it. (laughs) (laughs) Every single day, she's talking about Taylor Swift and how she's going to see her for her birthday. So... I think it's best daughter cute. ever. Yeah, and I and she's finally moved on to another Taylor song. She loves Twenty Two now. 
Oh, so cute. <laughs> so, I love your kid. She's so adorable. I miss her. She misses you, Belle. Aww. And so that's, um, I think that show is what, August 7th? Uh, 6th. 6th? Yeah. So then that'll be exciting for you guys. And then a few days after that, August 10th, I'll be at the Chicago show, my hometown show. Yay! Yay! And I know that's a big one. It's a stadium here. So if you'll be at that one, let me know. Or if you'll be at Wichita, let Haley know. And then Belle, Haley, and me, and hopefully Nate, will all be in Nashville, too. And it's going to be a party! Can't wait for Nashville. Definitely. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. Can you guys believe there's only, like, about 20 shows left on the U.S. leg? It's insane. No. We've already had it's 40 crazy. shows. It doesn't even seem anywhere near that. Yeah, that is absolutely crazy. I went on Ticketmaster and it said, like, 21 upcoming events for Taylor. And I was like, they're missing, like, 50. And I was like, wait, they're all over. It's <laughs> so depressing. So sad. I totally feel like I was just in Omaha for the opening show. It was, like, yesterday. It does feel just like yesterday, which is crazy. Completely insane. So, yeah, if you're going to be at any shows we're going to be at, make sure to, like, hit us up on Twitter and stuff, and we'll meet up with you and say hey and have some fun Swifty times. <laughs> it will definitely be Swiftastic. It will be Swiftastic. Speaking of Swiftastic things, I believe it is time for... Keeping up with... All right, so uh, as we talked about before, Teen Choice Awards are coming up. Um, Those are going to be on August 11th. They're going to air live on Fox, and Taylor is nominated for six different uh, categories. So um, I hope you guys have been voting every day. Um, She is nominated for Choice Female Artist, Choice Country Artist, Choice Smile, Choice Country Song for We're Never Ever Getting Back Together. Choice single female artist for I Knew You Were Trouble and choice breakup song for We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. So um, hopefully you guys have been voting. If you haven't voted yet and you'd still like to, you can vote once per day. Um, all you got to do is uh, go onto www.teenchoiceawards.com and you must be a teenager to vote ages uh, 13 to 19. So um, so please get out there, vote for her. We want to bring home some surfboards for her this year. So Taylor definitely needs some more surfboards because, you know, she's got now a house in you know Rhode Island and is near the beach and you know she can get some surfing on and mm-hmm. well that too yeah that's <laughs> it. that's also a, has a she, valid point has she gone uh, like away from her fair sharks I don't know <laughs> that's a good question I, I hope nobody else is planning on swimming to her house again that was really dumb but if they do I hope they also don't put a fin on their back that would make it even worse <laughs> yeah that would really traumatize her yeah because you know the rest of that plan was so flawless. <laughs> oh speaking of um kind of slightly crazy things there is yet another t-shirt debacle like i personally i'm I'm gonna have to use my hashtag again hashtag bell is baffled because here's the situation this random company no name company that no one's ever heard of i think it's just run by a couple of like random people it's not like a big clothing company or anything like that decided to start printing a shirt that has a list of names of some of Taylor's ex-boyfriends and some of Taylor's alleged exes, or just guys that she's, like, been seen in public with or whatever. And, you know, it's obvious they're doing it specifically for attention because they even tweeted, like, oh, Swifties, why haven't you gotten hashtag, you know, our company name, take away this t-shirt or something like that. And it's just, like, to me, I'm like, first of all, if you're gonna try to monopolize on what, you know, Abercrombie and Fitch did by creating a shirt to try and rile up a fan base. A, at least make it clever. Yeah. Like, I'm... I'm sorry, but if I were Taylor and I saw somebody wearing a shirt with my ex-boyfriend's names on it, I wouldn't feel, like, insulted or whatever. I'd just be like, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand how that's supposed to even, like, be, like, supposed to rile people up. I think it's just dumb. I'm like, first of all, at least come up with, a, you know, a funny, creative, like, phrase or idea. Not that I condone that, because I don't condone it, but I'm just saying, like, a you know. A list of names. It, really smart at least make i mean if you're gonna be that ridiculous at least go all the way like not that i condone it i don't but i I just i don't to me it was just dumb and no one you know no one cares like no one's gonna pay attention to the company or go buy their shirts for it like i don't remember what the company's name is and i don't care to look it up because i just it's ineffectual 
Not that the Abercrombie shirt was clever in any way, shape, or form, right. but it was at no, least a little more creative than this. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know who this is supposed to like cater towards. Like, really? Who is the fan base? Yeah, exactly. Who are, who are the people that are that they're marketing towards with this t-shirt? I have no idea. I don't know who's going to go out and just wear that one. Who would right. actually want to wear a t-shirt with all the names on it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hashtag Nate is baffled. I mean, again, if I if I saw that <laughs> and I was Taylor, I would just be like, are you trying to tell me that like you want to be my next boyfriend? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't occur to me that it's, like, supposed to insult me. I'd just be like, so if I saw a guy wearing that shirt, I would be like, are you telling me that you want to be my next boyfriend? Like, I don't, I'm just trying, I, I would be confused as to what the message even was, but I wouldn't even, like, be insulted by it, so. Like, they're trying to rile up a fan base and get them all mad, you know, just to get their name out there, but I don't think any of us care. Pretty much. I'm just like, okay. I think any publicity that. that we give them is uh, really only going to kind of spread their message, so I don't know. Personally, I'm just not even going to yeah. bother with them. I'm just going to kind of ignore them. So, which which mostly, pe- yeah, most people should do it anyways. That way, you know, if we don't talk about it, nothing's going to happen to them, and they're just going to be like, "Well, that was a waste of time." I mean, if they are literally begging people to get something about them trending, like that's so pathetic that I don't even know why we're talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let's move on. And that's just the story of my life. Belle is baffled. <laughs> but let's go talk about more actually relevant things. Well, Will I Am wants to work with Taylor. Dun dun dun. Interesting. Yeah, he says Taylor Swift is dope. And I'd like to work with Taylor <laughs> Swift. I like the girl. We could do something really fantasy like. That would be cool. Now that is a t shirt that, that should be sold. Taylor Swift is dope. Yeah. Taylor Swift is dope. <laughs> That's a good t-shirt. We'd all buy it. <laughs> I'd wear that. I would buy that t-shirt. <laughs> right? I'm going to make that t-shirt. <laughs> You're going to make that t-shirt. That Do would it, be cool. Dude. Totally. Do it. I'm going to wear it to one of these concerts. Honestly, though, like, as in, I mean, as as funny as that is, like, in all seriousness, they probably could do a good collaboration because Taylor collaborates with the most random, unexpected people and comes up with great things. Like, I loved her collaboration with B.O.B. I loved, I love both of us. I think it's a great song. And, you know, you wouldn't think maybe that she would, like, be able to pull off something with a hip-hop artist, but she pulled it off great. I think in this case, I think Taylor might have to be, like, the dominant uh, voice of this song, because, uh, well, Black Eyed Peas, you know, um, well, they had some hits and things, and, and they have a very specific sound, I guess, so... Um, like, Will, I am supposed to be a very hard worker, very hardworking guy, but um, if he's going to work with Taylor, in my opinion, I think that Taylor should be the dominant voice and have Will, I am, you know, be featured on the song or whatever, just because I think Taylor might have a little more streamlined idea of providing a, a good song, I guess. But that's just my opinion, so. Hmm, that's interesting. I think, like, I'm seeing in my head, like, some weird mix between, like, You Belong With Me and, like, Big Girls Don't Cry and My Humps or something. <laughs> I just can't imagine what they could create together. Yeah, I can't either, but at the same time, like, I I can't, just because I can't imagine what they could come up with doesn't mean that I don't doubt they could come up with something really good. And the fact that he wants to do something really fantasy-like is really strange. Just because she's kind of over that stage right now. Yeah, I was gonna say, maybe he has this weird idea, Taylor, that she's stuck on fantasy or something. Well, maybe not fantasy, but she is very, very theatrical. So I'm sure they could come up with something very, like, it, this is going to sound weird, but in my head, I almost see, like, an Alice in Wonderland music video for a song they could create. And I could see, like, Taylor playing, like, Alice and William playing, like, all these other, like, random disproportionate characters. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just feel Throw. like they could come up with a really bizarre song that would have a really interesting music video. <laughs> Throw in some sort of electronic dance beat. I think, right, exactly. <laughs> I think Taylor would make a fabulous Alice. Especially, I she would too. especially since she has bunnies on her stage every night. She already wears sundresses. True. Yeah. True. Remember yeah, when she was Rapunzel in that ad campaign? Oh, that was so I gorgeous. That. It was absolutely beautiful. Speaking of um, ad campaigns. Oh, yes. Um, Taylor recently released her Fall Cats collection. This was sort of like the follow-up to the spring and summer ones that came out a couple of months ago. And they are so cute. I seriously want all of them. There's like 10 different ones um, that I've seen. And they have some lace ones, which are really pretty. There's a black pair and a white pair. 
And then they have um, these sequined ones, which are actually the shoes that Taylor now wears during 22 and her acoustic uh, or her B stage set. When the red, the red sequin ones are the ones I absolutely love. I would totally wear those. Yeah, they're really, really cute. And then she has some flowered ones, um, which are also cute. And then she has some ones with like little so polka cute. dots on them, which are also cute. So in conclusion, <laughs> Nate, you would totally wear the polka dots, right? What? I said Nate would totally wear the polka dots, oh, right? Yeah, I'd sure. wear the polka dot ones. Those are the yeah. cutest. So. I thought so. I-, I figured they were your style. <laughs> <laughs> the red, the the red and pink ones, right? The red and pink, yeah, uh, yeah. That's what I'd go for normally. Yeah. Now, normally I have a yeah, question shoes, though. But... Nate, would you, if they like were your size and everything, would you wear the red keds or the red tour keds? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the, like the original red keds. Yeah, definitely. Or like the ones with the tour dates on them. Or ones with what? The ones that have all the tour cities. Oh, I would do that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because I really feel like. Like, they should make them in guy sizes, too. Yeah, I think they should, too. I don't know. I uh, I have a friend that um that I met on Twitter. He bought, yeah, he bought, like, a the girl's size shoe, but big enough, I guess, so it would fit his feet, I guess. I don't know. So it's a little tight, but I think they should just come out with this guy's line of, of Keds or something. I think they'd, they'd do pretty well. Maybe of Taylor day. Keds, I mean. So, um... They're, the the new ones are sold in a variety of different stores, but you can go to keds.com and you can click on each individual one and it will take you to the right website where you can buy them. And they're all about $50, so they're not really that bad considering that Taylor designed them and they're wonderful. Exactly. All right, so we have this. Um, moving on, we have a really awesome piece of news that we just found out about. Um, uh, Taylor uh, just told Rolling Stone after the MetLife show um, that she is already working on album five. So that's pretty awesome. Yay! We know she songwrites all the time anyway, but, but yeah, very Woo! cool that she actually is starting to talk about it. So, so yeah, she's Maybe quoted as saying, powerhouse. she's quoted as saying the floodgates just opened the last couple of weeks. Uh, I'm getting to that point where I'm irritating to be around because I'll be with you for half the conversation. And then the second half of the conversation, I'm clearly editing the sound verse of whatever I'm writing in my head. So <laughs> I think that'd be fun to be around. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds kind of like me, but just because I'm like ADD. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they asked her about uh, her collaborations, like with Red, and if she would do those again. And uh, she's quoted as saying, I really loved collaborating. You work with a lot of different people, and you find the people you have this dream connection with in the studio. I know these people, and I know the ones I want to go back to. But I also have a really long list of people I admire and would really love to go out and contact. So that's kind of where that is, end quote. So she's saying she's not saying yes, and she's not saying you know. <laughs> she's she's keeping it mysterious, but she's at least letting us know that you know the fifth album is in her brain. I can't even imagine like her calling up someone, you know, a celebrity or songwriter, producer, and saying, "I want to collaborate with you," and them saying no. No. Like you don't say no to Taylor. <laughs> Maybe if they had like a busy schedule or something. I'm still waiting for the phone call where she's asking me to collaborate. There you go. I probably shouldn't hold my breath, though. Probably I mean, soon. She did say she has a long list. She might just take a while to get to you. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I, I'll, I'll try and be patient. You know, I'll try and wait. <laughs> Maybe by album, like, eight or something, I'll, I'll have a song with her. There we go. It's feasible. I'd buy your song. It, it could happen. You never know. So, that's all the uh, intense Taylor news we have today, but it's good news. Before we move on, though, I have to ask, like, I think we didn't, did did we or did we not say something last episode about, like, early predictions for album five? We did. Am I, like, remembering that correctly? I've been having those conversations with myself since Red came out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is kind of how it is. I just think, like, it's one of those situations where every album that she does, as she has said herself, you know, she wants all of her albums to be different. And it's like, Speak Now, she wrote entirely herself. This one she wrote with, you know, she, I mean, yeah, she had a couple songs on her herself, but she wrote with a lot of interesting, like, co-writers and stuff like that, and, like, I remember she said, you know, when she was working on Red, she's like, I couldn't write for, like, six months when she was on the Speak Now tour, because she was just going through a really hard emotional time, and then she finally, the first song that she wrote when she came out of that funk was All Too Well, and then, you know, she's, after that she started doing a lot of writing, but I have to wonder, like, what it is that sparked her to all of a sudden, like, start writing again. Like, what's going on? And I, and I know that there's no way I'm ever going to have an answer to that, because you know, that's, like, something in her personal life that we don't know about. But, you know, 
as fans, I'm sure everyone's curious as to, like, what sparked her to start, like, all of a sudden, like, get into writing mode. I bet it was, like, I mean, I'm just speculating, but, like, not so much an event, but sort of just, like, a moment type thing. That could be a good point. I mean, she could have just had an epiphany at one point in time about something that was important to her, she was passionate about, and it just kind of sparked her, sparked her, uh, her muse. I know she said in the past that some of the songs that she's written are from her, like, friends' relationships. So it could be something that's going on in her new friends' lives and stuff that she's been, like, watching and observing and really sparked her to write a song. <laughs> Selena and Justin. <coughs> <laughs> are you okay, Belle? <laughs> I had a frog in my throat. I'm sorry, you guys. So <laughs> My bad. Yeah, we know she has a lot of feelings when it comes to certain relationships. <laughs> Yes. She does have a lot of feelings. But, like, I also yeah. kind of feel like, you know, obviously, like, she's gone through experiences and things, but she hasn't had probably a whole lot of time to just, like, sit there contemplating it. She's pretty busy. Yeah, that's true. So, it's I bet it's kind of just, like, you know, whenever she has, like, downtime or a break in between shows and actually, like, has time to herself when she's not, you know, painting faces and jumping up in the air and setting up fireworks. <laughs> Like, I think it's just whenever she can actually, like, get time to herself is when she actually is able to, like, you know, process things and, and start to figure things out. I wonder if she's maybe bouncing ideas off of Ed because they're touring together. Maybe she's already started some things and are kind of talking to him about it. That'd be really cool. I, I mean, I'm sure. Like, he's such an amazing songwriter that it would be pretty silly for her not to take advantage of, like, having him there all the time. Yeah, definitely. Can album five be, um... You know, insert the name of the album here by Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran. Ooh. <laughs> that would be cool. That would actually be really cool. Wouldn't that be amazing? Alright, I guess I guess we can save more album speculation for our several future episodes that are gonna be over the next, you know, year or so to lead up to news about album five. So we have a year to speculate, which I'm sure we'll be doing a lot of. So for now, we should probably move on to some mini segments. So our first mini-segment, uh, or our first submission, I should say, is from Taylor Updates 12 on Twitter. Crying watching Taylor Swift 13 perform all too well, because I remember it all too well. <sighs> I remember crying during all too well. I, I lose it when I see her start crying. I, I do always get it. That's when I lose it. I seeing how she had lipstick on her face last week when she performed it. <laughs> <laughs> After she hit her face at the mic. Yep. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, poor Taylor. It looked like it really hurt. She was, like, holding her mouth a couple of times as on pictures. Oh. Yeah. I will admit, I do get kind of choked up a little bit during All Too Well when I'm watching that. Well, our next one comes from Belle13Anne. Not being able to bring that's signs me, onto Haley. the floor at Red Shows, a.k.a. Belle. Hi. <laughs> she's nice at... Her problem is she can't bring sides to, onto the floor. I mean, I get why, don't get me wrong, but it's just like, when you want to make an epic sign, but you know that you really can't just hold it up because nobody will be able to see and they'll hate you. And normally they take them away. Back in Denver, they didn't take them away from the people, and there were at least two people, really annoying people, that kept trying to put them up. And it was really annoying. So I really understand why they don't allow them, just because you can't see. When you have an idea, yeah. Our next one is from 13 Silver Keys on Taylor Connect. Wanting to blare the speakers with Taylor's music, but but you're told to lower down the sound. Swifty problems. Boo! Who says to turn down the Swift? Turn it up. Turn it up. Crank it. If Carly doesn't know the song is by Taylor, she'll make me turn down the music, but then I tell her it's Taylor, and then she gets all excited. She doesn't oh. like loud music unless it's like we are never ever getting back together or twenty two. Oh. <laughs> Alright. Our next one comes from Shania, uh, from our website. She says, making a really good Taylor pun and nobody gets it. Swifty problems. Hi Shania. Hi, Shania. I, have that, I have that problem all we the time. We love your Taylor work. puns. We do. I love them. Our next one comes from Sarah Khan via email. It feels like the perfect night to go to Starbucks and when they ask your name yelling out Taylor. <laughs> oh, geez. So you get a cup of Taylor on it. <laughs> I like going to Starbucks and telling them some random weird name and seeing how they spell it. Right. 
That should be fun. I- I'm weird. If you went and did that in, like, a Starbucks in Nashville, there'd probably be, like, a billion people turning around thinking Taylor was actually there. <laughs> right. I did see this post on TC, like, maybe two weeks ago. It was a guy who, like, uh, unearthed this picture of um, somebody who ordered Domino's pizza, and then on the on the label it said uh, they, they ordered it for Taylor Swift. So I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm pretty sure on the rare occasion that Taylor would call Domino's or anywhere to order a pizza, she wouldn't put it under her name. <laughs> oh, well, you know, she is human. I'm sure she is sitting in her condo once in a while being like, I really want a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's just like the rest of us. We all sometimes just want pizza. <laughs> well, maybe I wonder she if Taylor has an alias. Name. Maybe she puts it under Meredith's name. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Meredith's <laughs> Pepperoni pizza. My cat really wanted pizza, okay? <laughs> she she was giving me that look our last one comes from forever enchanted 13 on taylor connect worrying that worrying that the people at your new school will think you're weird for late loving taylor swifty problems sad face don't I think worry weird if they don't embrace love taylor. it agree <laughs> agree like do not be self-conscious about your love for taylor just be like totally all out about it and that way, when you make friends, you know you're making the right friends. There you exactly. go. Exactly. Definitely. Taylor friends. Exactly. Swifties. So we have kind of a fun main discussion for you guys today. Um, since we've, you know, so thus far been sort of a girl-dominated podcast, and you've heard all of our, you know, girly arguments and rants and a lot of feelings on this show, a lot of female feelings, and now that we finally have a male host with us, we thought we'd put him on the spot a little bit. And there's definitely a lot of questions that we can ask him, but we thought, you know, you guys are our listeners, and we should give you guys a chance to ask him some stuff. So we did, and you guys asked things. So we're going to put Nate on the spot now. And oh, uh <laughs> Yes. I'm, Actually, I'm doing I'm really that Snitters thing with my fingers where I'm like, excellent. Bring it on. I'm really excited for this. Bring it I think on. I can just See, look, he's fearless. Him. I'm ready. I'm Nate fearless. fearless. Here, here it comes. <laughs> here it comes. Our first couple of questions were submitted by Swifty underscore Pancake on Twitter, and they want to know, how long have you been a Swifty, and what was the first song you ever heard by Taylor? Well, I was a f- I've been a fan since 2007. I wouldn't say I was a Swifty since then. I'd say I started being a Swifty like late 2010, uh, you know, right when Speak Now was coming out. So um, that's when I would say I you know, started being a Swifty, but... Um, the first song I heard, it was either Tim McGraw or Teardrops on My Guitar. I'm not sure which, because I heard them on the radio, and they were playing it about the same time. And again, that's kind of when I was a fan, and I wasn't really paying attention as much as I do now. So so anyway, can't remember which was first, but it was either those two. And um, they also wanted to know, have you ever been made fun of for being a guy Swifty? Oh, um, never like, uh, never like, you know, harmfully made fun of, um, you know, well, I should start by saying, you know, I'm 23 years old, so I'm kind of like at the stage in my life where um, most people have matured enough to uh, really be accepting of others and, you know, ignore certain social stigmas that exist in high school or middle school or, you know, even parts of college. Um, so, um, but, you know, of course, I've, I've definitely been teased a little bit. I mean, that's that's nothing new. My friends and I tease each other all the time. So, but yeah, you know, I can take a few hits. Uh, mostly I find it funny. So, um, so yeah. We're really glad that you don't mind being picked on a little bit, Nate, because on this show, <laughs> we pick on each other a lot, <laughs> but it's only because we love each other. Yeah. So when we pick on love. you, it's out of love. Exactly. Well, that's good to know. I feel loved. And it will definitely happen, Nate, especially how supportive <laughs> we are about you wearing pink kids. <laughs> pink kids. Yep. I'm in. Good. There's going to be lots of pictures. <laughs> We're very open-minded. So our next questions come from Taylor Swift Fanatic on, ta- on Taylor Connect. Uh, I want to know if you're an, actually a fan of her music or if you think she's just beautiful. And then My Winter Firefly on Taylor Connect asks, How do you become a fan of Taylor in the first place? I'm very glad you did, though, because male Swifties are amazing. There's definitely like this elephant in the room about... Um, I, I'm, you know, I get this question a lot, actually, you know, um, a lot of girls really want to know this question, you know, about if, like, if you like, um, Taylor because she's beautiful or not. I mean, is that something that's really just like concerning? Uh, it's, it's very, I don't know. 
it's a very, um, I guess, uh, you know, interesting question to a lot of girls. So is that kind of something? I don't know. I think you guys seem to be we, very... We definitely want to know. <laughs> I think it's, I mean, I think it's a valid question because I definitely know, you know, I've seen, you know, on Twitter, you know, on other places, like some male Swifties just being like, Taylor's so hot, you know? And I'm like, do you even listen to her music? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so it's just, you just have to wonder if, like, that's the only reason they even, like, bother with her at all if they just think she's hot or if they actually get something out of her music. Well, right. I mean, if they if they only like her because she's hot, let's be honest, they're not really a Swifty. Right. Well, I agree. Well. I agree. But I'm just saying that sometimes they claim that they are, but that's the only real reason they like her, which... Yeah. I think that just, like, a lot of girls might assume that because a guy would have a harder time relating literally to her lyrics mm. that, that makes bigger sense. reason has to be just that she's attractive. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean... I, I understand that. Before you answer, I'm just going to be annoying for a second. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but to me, I feel like um, Taylor... I mean, Taylor has a, a, I should say, a cliche reputation for having fans that are teenage girls, but that's not actually really true. I mean, don't get me wrong. She has a billion teenage girl fans, but she also has, you know, fans that are guys and fans that are um, in their 50s. And so I think, like, no matter what age you are, no matter what sex you are, no matter what orientation you are, no matter what you are, like, you can still find a way to relate to her music because what Taylor sings about is her feelings. And no matter what kind of person you are, you have feelings, too. Definitely. And that's kind of where I'm going Unless with you're this. a robot or an android or a sociopath, but we're not talking about those people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know... There are definitely those guys out there, like you guys were saying. Actually, it's a fairly significant, uh, I think, chunk of the the guy fan base who, you know, they say they're they're in love with Taylor. They want to marry Taylor. You know, they're they're like obsessive to to the point of like uh, to, of closing doors on other relationships because um, they uh, they think they have this huge shot with Taylor or something. I don't know. It's it's very strange to me. I think. I think those people are kind of like borderline insanity almost. I mean, you know, I, I can't deny. It. I mean, Taylor, really, she's a very pretty girl. She's um, she's beautiful. There's really no questioning that. Any guy will tell you that. Um, so, Any girl will tell you that. Right. I mean, really. I mean, yeah, that's definitely out there. So, um, and yeah, those guys, they kind of honestly put like a negative stereotype on the male fan base, in my opinion, um, only because they are kind of, little uh little wacko but anyway um personally though like my support for taylor and like one of the main reasons for myself becoming a swifty um come from just like judging her character you know um taylor's this young celebrity who is my age no less which i mean at my age it's remarkable to even think uh, somebody has accomplished as much as she has by by you know where i'm at in my life so um so you know, she puts on this very well-mannered persona. Um, she has this very, like, tactful approach when she's dealing with the public. Um, and her songs are all, you know, genuine and self-written, which is unlike a lot of um, the, you know, the vast majority of the music industry today. So, um, and then the, obviously, the, the most important point, she can actually sing, which is, I think, a big, I mean, I mean, really. So, um, and, you know, even though I'm a guy and how you're talking about, like, relatability and things like that, I can still find her songs very relatable. I mean, um, if not directly relatable, then at least to kind of understand um, like the girl's point of view, like on the other side of the coin, like, oh, this is what the girl might be going through in a situation like this, you know? So it's still, you know, um, almost like a learning experience for the songs that I can't definitely, you know, directly relate to. So um, You bring up an excellent point, Nate, because, you know, I've always kind of, had that opinion about her songs where it's like, yeah, I, I can relate to a lot of things that she's written personally, but beyond just the personal relating part, I, I also feel like a universal warning to guys. Like, if you're clueless on this subject, here is your um, idiot's guide to <laughs> really, it's what's, a great resource. what's really going on with the girl when you do something like this, how you're <laughs> making her feel, you know? Like, you know, those books, like The Idiot's Guide too, and, you know, Definitely. so-and-so for dummies, you know? <laughs> I feel like I have a better advantage over like some Taylor of the guys songs, just because like of that. The, uh, yeah, they're like the musical version of those books, like, you know, Emotions for Dummies, <laughs> The Way Girls Feel for Dummies. <laughs> like, Taylor lays it out there so clearly, and so you cannot possibly miss the point. Absolutely, yep. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, because she's beautiful, I mean, yeah, she definitely is, but, you know, that's that's not exclusive to it. The The main three, like, that really hooked me, her character, her music, and her message. 
So, um, I mean, those three are really what made me become a Swifty. So, and I, I would have to say like the, of the actual, like the true male Swifties, I think, you know, a significant number of them would agree with that. So. Well, that's kind of comforting to know. I don't know. I mean, you know, you get, and then you get the scary male fans who are jumping up on stage at Taylor's shows oh, lately. <laughs> Just for the record, I, yeah, I, I don't have any respect for any guys that jump up on stage or, you know, swim to her house in the middle of the night or uh, worse, even like break in. I mean. I mean, that's just, that's just creepy. I mean, really, that's, I don't know. I mean, just, just speaking from the average girl, um, if a guy broke into my house, I wouldn't be like, what's so sweet? Let's go on a date. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, that would not be the first thought that would be going through my head. And these guys, I I guess, don't don't see that. I don't don't know. know. People are hoping to accomplish by doing things like that because what you are doing is scaring us, not flattering us. Exactly. Even when it was a girl who ran up on stage at the one show I was at, I don't think that's any less alarming. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's still a little crazy. I think it. So, Forever Enchanted thirteen on Taylor Connect wants to know, and I love this question. Do you have any Taylor merch that wasn't really intended for guys? Be honest. And also, what's it like being a guy at a Taylor concert? Both of those questions. Well, uh, yeah. Um, well, before I get into that, I guess, I don't know. I could talk a little bit about most of my merch collection, I guess. I don't know. Like, for for guys, it's a little different because, you know, we can't really, um, you know, wear some of the t-shirts or uh, buy some of the... Uh, perfumes and things like that that Taylor sells, or the you know the you don't the hand wear towels or the handbags, or you know it's a, you know. So anyway, like my personal merch collection, like what I like to do is um, I like to collect um, you know like rare albums or signed albums, singles. Um, I like to collect those. So um, for me, there's like something awesome about um, you know just the rarity in in an item, and I kind of go after the rare things and I try and collect those kind of creates like a personal connection almost um just with the merch i guess so it's like you have this you know this rare uh signed single or whatever you know um kind of the same type of feeling guys get when uh you know they collect guns or uh you know buy old muscle cars and restore them just kind of creates a personal connection with you know with what you have and what you're doing so um but like you know guys who uh, have like sports who right into yeah sports and, and right exactly yeah so yeah, uh, but I guess to kind of fully answer your question, um, you know, I, I, I can't admit, um, maybe it's not the most manly thing to have, but, you know, I do have a bunch of the fragrance samples, so um, yeah, I do I do smell them from time to time, so, <laughs> so I'm not weird, I, I just like smelling them, so. There's nothing wrong with wanting to smell Taylor. It smells great, by the way. <laughs> if you girls wear that, good job. Yeah, I, I've, I really like it now that I've had it for like a couple of weeks. I still wear Wonderstruck Enchanted the most. I still don't have a favorite. What do you wear, Nate? <laughs> what do I wear? Uh, if I wear cologne? <laughs> I wish she'd come out with a cologne. I do. Uh, Aqua de Gio is what I wear if I wear cologne. Well, Taylor should make a... Oh my gosh, that totally reminds me. Do you remember the website, the joke website, WonderstruckForMen.com? Yes. Oh, nice. yeah. Oh. Yeah, the guys that the uh, Ryan and Michael from A Hug from Taylor Swift, they were trying to make this big joke that didn't end up working out, but it was pretty funny I at it was first. Hilarious. I was I was tweeting with someone about that before and then actually A Hug from Taylor tweeted me back and they're like uh they're like, "Yeah, watch the video." And they they linked it and it was actually kind of cool I talked to them a little bit. So. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was pretty it was pretty easy to find out it was them, but it was still really funny. Yeah, it was. It was pretty funny. <laughs> On a separate note, on Twitter, like maybe like four months ago or something like that, um, Scott Borchetta was tweeting, and I thought it would be funny. I was like, um, I was like, hey Scott, you know, um, you should come out with Wonderstruck for men. And he tweeted back, and he says, uh, he says, yeah, but how about a more manly name like Big Machine? And I thought that was kind of funny. So. <laughs> Big Machine alone. I told him Borchetta Blast should be the alone. first scent. Yeah. No, hey, no, I mean, wouldn't I, I hate to say it, but Red wouldn't be a horrible name for Cologne. I'd wear that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Red's very, you know, very standard name, I guess. So, yeah, I'd wear that. One day she's going to surprise us and come out with a fragrance for men, and then all of the girls are going to be like, we want to <laughs> Wear that to a Taylor concert? Oh, man. Yeah, a lot of the girls would be buying their boyfriends. <laughs> so Some of the guys might be a little apprehensive. about, like, your basic experience being a guy at a Taylor concert? 
Oh, yeah, sure. Actually, I think it's really fun. Um, like, uh, you know, the first time I went um, to the concert, I went to Columbus um, back in May. And, um, you know, it was a little awkward at first. Um, well, I went with this other guy, Swifty, that I met on Twitter. Um, and he had been to a few concerts before. And while that kind of helped, um, it, I still was kind of apprehensive because I really didn't have any idea what to expect at the concert as far as, um, you know, how other girl Swifties would react to guys there or um, the actual concert itself, um, since I saved most of it as like a surprise. So. So I was definitely anxious at first, um, but you know when I got there, I was waiting outside the venue um, for for the doors to open, and uh, I'm talking to those Swifties out there, and actually they made me feel really comfortable. So um, when I go to a concert, honestly, I feel really at home. So um, I don't know. I we think tend to do for that. me, yeah, like really, uh, I think for me, as soon as I got past the fact that. Um, I was, you know, surrounded by this sea of girls and chaperone dads, you know, and, and realized we're all there to support Taylor. Yeah. Like any apprehension I had really just kind of went right out the window. So yeah. And I actually, love the chaperone dads that get so into it. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. On Toronto on the 15th, I was in the pit and this, um, this one girl, um, was with her chaperone dad and she made her dad dress up too. It was hilarious. He was in like a tutu, a light up tutu and had Taylor shirt on and everything and his red glasses. <laughs> it's actually really funny. That is a good dad. Yeah. That was awesome. I give him props. Yeah, sure. definitely. I actually said to him, I'm like, or I was like, no, that's a chaperone dad. And yeah, like, um, I've definitely seen some chaperone dads that have been great sports about the situation. <laughs> shows. We have kind of a related question. Um, hands of fate on Taylor Knife asked, how do your friends react to you being a male Swifty? So I guess your friends who aren't into Taylor, how do they react? Well, no one really knows the term like Swifty, but like they, you know, just as a, as far as being a Taylor fan goes, um, uh, like the girls, they, they think it's awesome. I mean, I don't know. Uh, we talk about it sometimes and, um, and you know, most of my guy friends, they really don't seem to mind. Um, I mean, uh, you know, a few of them really don't like a couple of her songs because they think they're kind of overplayed on the radio. Um, but most will openly say that they like at least one song of Taylor's. So, um, but like I said earlier, uh, you know, I'm 23. Um, the fact that, you know, we kind of moved out of the phase of, you know, uh, uh, you know, singling each other out for our differences or something like that. We, we've kind of moved past that part. So well, it's definitely important to have friends that just accept you for who you are and what you like and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that kind of goes back to that girl's um, that girl's submission too. Yeah, if you, I mean, find people who you know accept you for who you are. So, don't want you to be any other way than you. Well, our next submission um, or question really um, comes from Selena Mafia, and she wants to know what is your favorite Taylor Swift song and why. This is such a hard question. I think for any any Swifty out there at all, I I mean, one song. I, you know, I can't even do just one, one song, song at all. That's all you get. One, <laughs> I can't even do one song. That's, <laughs> just one. That's Sorry. insane. Gotta do it. I can't even, I, you know, I can't even, you know, name one song from each album that I like that, you know, I would narrow it down to. That's that's such a big question. I could do like a top ten. You have ten seconds that. to pick one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I could do, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give you a top ten because that's, that's just so, so much easier for me. In no particular order okay no particular order all too well i knew you were trouble back to december state of grace begin again you belong with me ours tim mcgraw long live sparks fly top 10 right there good choices if it like i approve there you go. If it like absolutely came down to it, like if I was, you know, held down and forced to pick one Taylor song, I would probably say All Too Well, only because the lyrics are just so uh, like earth shatteringly genuine. And uh, the I am so excited for the Red Tour DVD CD so I can have a live copy of the piano version because that song is just so incredible. I, I mean, yeah. Uh, if I was forced to pick one, I would say all too well. See, you and so many other people, like, say that. And I, while I do agree with you, like, to me, the song that absolutely punches me in the gut is, um, <laughs> I Almost Do. Uh, I, like, well, don't get me wrong, do. all too well is beautiful, and it's so sad to watch when Taylor starts crying, I always lose it. Like, it, I love that song, but I Almost Do 
what like that song like, i guess i guess it's more of a personal thing maybe that's why it like hits me in the gut because i like i know exactly word for word those exact feelings and that exact place that she was in emotionally but i don't know that's my gut punching song on that album and all too well comes a close second but i don't know everybody loves all too well and i understand why but like i feel like i almost do is somehow like kind of overlooked because of it and i almost do is just an amazingly written song it really I is. also think that the moment I knew was way underrated. Oh God! Yes, I really like the is. moment I knew. That that just I, kills me too. That I really wish me. she would play it. I don't think she ever will. I do remember the first time I ever heard it, and it was like I was like sad throughout the whole song, and then it got to the lyric where she was like, like she where she revealed that it's her it was her birthday, her twenty first birthday, and I just lost it. I was like, <gasps> I just I lost it. <laughs> It just like I felt so terrible for her, and I wanted to beat the beat the bejesus <laughs> out of that guy. <laughs> right. I don't care if it's all lady. Like I want to kick your butt for doing that. How could you ruin like a twenty first birthday for a female? Is not just for a female. For anybody in America anybody, is just yeah. epic. It is mm-hmm. just for anybody. It's just it's it's an epic moment that you're never supposed to forget. And to ruin that moment by making it sad makes me want to beat the bejesus out of that guy. I think he really that dropped the ball on that one. What makes that song so good, which is the same thing that makes all too well so good, is that you can just visualize the whole scene so perfectly. Mm-hmm. I know that's yeah, what makes it so sad. <laughs> I get emotional. I have a lot of feelings. God, I was just thinking about if they ever made a video for that song, how horribly heart-wrenching oh. it would be. Oh, do yeah. not do that unless you want my eyes to just, like, permanently cry. <laughs> I don't think I could ever a video. Oh, no. No, I just... I don't think Taylor could get through a video. I don't think, I don't think so. Like, how could, you, how could you say to somebody, we're gonna film and relive, like, one of your most, like, disappointing moments ever? Like, no thank you. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I don't I think, think I, she'll ever play it. I kind of, yeah, before we I saw agree. the Red Tour, had doubts that she would play all too well. Oh, really? I mean, I really, now really I wanted her to, and I knew it. that she knew how much people loved it, but it's just, it's so personal, it's personal. and like, yeah. it's very personal. I just like didn't know if she'd be able to honestly go through that every single night. Well, she I'm doesn't. So she I, mean, does she usually, I mean, more often than not, she ends up crying, which is yeah. so sad. I, I respect her a lot, though, for being willing to go through that every night, because I don't know, like, if I had a song that I, like, there's a couple of songs that I've written that are just ridiculously gut-wrenching and personal, and, like, I could never, like, perform them on a regular basis, because I can't even, like, think about them without getting all sad, you know? So I don't know how she, she puts herself through it every night, though, and she does it, and she's just really strong to do that. And it just obviously would mean a lot to her for her to, like, be willing to put herself out there like that for us. For sure. Um, let's get to the last couple of questions of Nate Torture, though. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> um, Moan, yeah. <laughs> we might have a few surprise questions of our own after this. No. <laughs> um, Monique asks via email, um, as a male Swifty and being just a guy, like, what's your take on love and finding love? Like, I guess from a male Swifty-specific perspective, I'm thinking, is what she's asking. That is a, that's a really good question. Like, that, this one had me thinking for a while. Um. Before I answer, though, um, Monique, I, I met her, actually. I met her at um, Red Tour Toronto. Um, she is uh, she's an awesome Swifty. She came, um, she flew in from the Cayman Islands to go to the Toronto show. So, um, and, and you know, I, I have to say this right here. She is the uh, self-titled number one Cayman Islands Swifty. So, if there are any other ones out there, you, you got to contend with her. So, um, so anyway, <laughs> yeah, uh, got to give her a shout out here. So, hey, Monique. So anyway, great question though. Um, like, yeah, like I said, this one had me thinking a while. I mean, because I mean, uh, does anybody know really? I mean, I don't know. Here's my take on it. Like, love, um, love is tricky. Um, love can be like difficult to get right. Um, but when you do, um, it's just something so completely rewarding uh, that any sort of hardship maybe that you had um, just makes it completely worth it. So, um, from like a guy's point of view, um. I personally like would like to end up with somebody who, you know, I genuinely appreciate like wholly as a person and who appreciates me right back. So, um, I kind of think that's what really anybody wants when they're looking for a relationship guy or girl. So, um, I think, 
you know, love is very subjective and it's very personal for a lot of people. And I feel like one of the few common grounds that people have um, is that when you've truly found it, that, that you know it. So um, I'd like to believe that there's somebody out there for everyone, um, you know, both guys and girls. Um, and that if you want to find it, you've got to put yourself out there and actually search for it. So I don't know. That's just kind of my thoughts. So Wise words. Thank you. <laughs> you have a lot to live up to now on the show, Nate. Now you're the wise guy, Swifty. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I'll take the title. I'll take the title. <laughs> the last question for you, also by Monique. Um, Taylor's very creative and clever, but in what ways are you creative? Oh, man. Uh, pretty none at all. So, No, I'm just kidding. None. <laughs> like awkward silence there. No. <laughs> um, no. Uh, what ways am I creative? Well, uh, you know, Austin Swift, um, when he was in eighth grade, um, he won the Ellis Middle School Award, Social Studies Award. So, um, but but when I was in eighth grade, um, I was voted most creative in our eighth grade yearbook. So um, I think that kind of just proves that I'm very creative and kind of locks me in that position. So <laughs> for life, for life. So <laughs> even though even though it's apparently a mystery as what your create creative skills are. <laughs> just you won an award for being creative so that's all, that's all you're going to say that, that's pretty much why I'm creative so <laughs> <laughs> that's the best I got I don't know <laughs> at a later time Nate when you're least expecting it we're going to put you on the spot and force you to be creative and then we'll Ooh, just see I can do that <laughs> I think I can do that yes <laughs> well we hope you all enjoyed this little Q&A with uh, our newest host and Guy Swifty Nate and uh, if you guys have any more questions, feel free to tweet him personally. He's at a guy Swifty on Twitter, or you can find him at a guy Swifty on Taylor Connect, or you can tweet us at swiftcast13.com or message us at, at any of our ways of contact. And I'm sure he'll be happy to uh, answer anything appropriate. Definitely, these are fun. Yeah, if you guys have more questions, send them my way. So, I mean, really. And all right, now we have our Taylor quote of the week. And this week's quote is, if you're lucky enough to be different, don't ever change. Taylor absolutely nails this quote. This is this is awesome. I agree. I love it. She's very profound, that Taylor. <laughs> it's very profound and it's very hard hitting because I feel like, you know, when you're a kid and you're growing up, you're you're not supposed to be different. You're supposed to like, you know, in school, I guess, and you're supposed to fit into this box. And if you don't fit into this box, then, you know, you feel awkward and lonely and people aren't really going to be friends with you and whatnot. And it's sort of you're almost taught the opposite lesson. But I think as you get older, you really realize how literally the opposite of that is the truth. Because it's all the people that are doing great things are the people that aren't like everyone else. I mean, take Taylor, for example. She was kind of awkward and she was went through a lot of bullying and didn't, you know, had a period of time where she didn't really have friends. Um, people were out partying and she was at home writing songs during her teenage years and look at what she's done with her life. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, Taylor's a great being example. Different, if there's, she is a great, I mean, she's like the perfect example. If, mm -hmm. if there's something about you that isn't like everyone else, like it's not something to be down on yourself about. It's something to like be thankful for, in my opinion. I mean, I've always been that weird person too. Like I didn't really... When I was a little kid, I didn't really fit in. And then when I did have friends, like, we were just kind of crazy. And we sort of did our own random fun things. And actually, I was lucky. By the time that I was in, like, 7th or 8th grade, I had completely embraced my uniqueness. And it became something that was, like, a good thing. But, like, I don't know, I guess, like, 5th and 6th grade, when you're, like, 11 and 12 and 10 and that awkward age where you want to fit in, it's not so fun. But I definitely think that, like, as you're growing up, whether you're 10 or whether you're 20 or 15 or 35, like, whatever age you are, if there's something about you that, you know, if you, there's a passion that you have that, you know, maybe not everyone around you has, or if there's a talent that you have, or if no matter what way you are that you're different, like, it's, that's, that, that is what is going to make your future. That is what makes you an individual. That's what makes you who you are. And that's not something that you should, like, be disappointed in or frustrated with that's something that you should be really grateful for because to me like taylor to me like i can't imagine being normal or like being like everyone else or having nothing that really sets me as an individual apart from other people i feel like i wouldn't have an identity and i don't like that thought i mean you're absolutely right like really and if we have if we have like younger listeners out there 
Like really, I mean, take it from us. We're all, uh, we've all experienced, you know, what it's like to be in middle school or high school. And, you know, we know the social pressures that, you know, are out there and, um, and you know, how, you know, that can tend to stamp out any differences that you might have because everyone's, you know, striving to be normal, you know, to fit in or whatever. Um, but really if there's something that's unique about you, like, like Bell was saying, or you have a, you're passionate about something. I mean, that is something so important, um, to go after. And that is something so important to really just kind of, uh, nurture and, and basically, you know, let it take flight. So, um, yeah, if you don't realize it now, like definitely you, you'll realize this when you get older and Taylor really just like hits it, hits the nail on the head with this one. So as she does with so many things. Well, moving on, we got some fan projects. The first one is the Sparks Fly Lyrics Project. A fan on Taylor Critic wants to make a collage with graphics created um, with the lyrics of Sparks Fly. How you participate is simple. You just um, send a personal message to Elsa Rogers on Taylor Connect. And it's spelled E-L-S-A Rogers, R-O-G-E-R-S. And she will sign you a lyric. So you will be making a graphic. It's 700 by 200. And you will write your name somewhere on the graphic if you would like individual credit for that specific one. And you can make um, GIFs if you're good at that. It has to. It doesn't have to be Sparks Fly related. It could be anything. And the preferred colors on it want are red, gold, and red and gold for consistency. All right. So um, the next thing that we have, uh, if you guys are going to the Greensboro, North Carolina show on September 12th, um, they're going to be having a fan meetup. Um, so if you're going to this, the fan's name is Mary, and she's doing um, the VIP experience, and she wants to organize a meetup at the show. Um, so if you guys are interested in this, um, her Taylor Connect handle is Taylor Allison Swift Updates, and she also has a blog on her user page where you can comment um, if you want to meet her, meet up with her before the show. So um, we will also be putting this as a link on Swiftcast 13. So so if you guys want to meet up, make sure you get in touch with her. The next project is the Swifty Helpline. And the purpose of the project is to basically provide a place where Swifties can go to if there's something going on in their life. You know, if they're having a hard time and they need someone to talk to. Um, the owner, the person that's running it, her name is Beth. Very, very sweet person. And she basically says, over the past couple of weeks on my timeline, I've seen a lot of inspirational stories about how Taylor has saved people from ending it or hurting themselves. And I've also seen some unhappy endings. So to maybe help some of the people who are thinking about ending it or hurting themselves in any way, uh, they can come to us and, you know, we'll sort of be there to talk to them. So it's basically like a Swifty crisis line or, you know, crisis email slash Twitter. Um, that's really sweet to do. I think it's important that people like have sort of a anonymous, non-judgmental place to go when they need to talk and they need help with things. I mean, I think, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but, you know, I think we've all been in places where we just could really use a non-judgmental ear, you know? Um so if you need someone to talk to, if you're going through something, you can uh, tweet her at Swifty Helpline, or you can email her if you want to, you know, be private at SwiftyHelpline at gmail.com. And our next project is the Happy Birthday Taylor Project. This is for Taylor's show in Melbourne on December 14th, which is the day after her 24th birthday. And basically, a group of fans uh, want to organize it so that the whole stadium sings Happy Birthday to her which would be really amazing, and I know that she would never forget that. So they're trying to just spread the word and let as many people as possible know about it because the biggest chance it has for success is if the majority of people at the show know to do it, obviously. So if you're going to any of the Australian shows, or including the Melbourne show, or if you know anybody who is, definitely spread the word, and hopefully they can create a really amazing memory for Taylor. I definitely think that if an entire stadium sang her happy birthday, that is something that she would remember for a long time. And if you guys all remember, her 21st birthday wasn't really that was happy. Say, so make up for that other birthday we were talking about. <laughs> exactly. So how about we make her 24th birthday just really special? Like, I don't know. I mean, I just you think about being in that position and have, and have an entire 60,000 people singing happy birthday to you. Like, that would be amazing. I think she'd remember that the rest of her life. Like, that'd be awesome. Exactly. So I think that this is something that should definitely happen for real. I hope it does. Another awesome one I think would basically choke Taylor up is the Hearts Up Hearts Up for Ronin. Um, basically, 
they want to make a big impact at the Gillette Stadium show in Foxborough, Massachusetts, so that um, the fans can tell Taylor basically how much the little boy Ronan touched millions of hearts and that he will never be forgotten. So basically, um, if you if you're going to be attending this show, they want you to hold up a heart when she sings all too well. And basically she'll look out and see a whole bunch of hearts for Ronan. And that's going to be the July 27th show. So I think it will be really awesome. And they want you to do a couple things if you're not attending. And if even if you are, um, they want to, you to help trend hearts up for Ronan to spread the word. Spread the word. So and that's coming up really soon. So start 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 trending that a lot. Um, and they want you to go to um, their Twitter hearts for Ronin for um, everything and getting the 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 heart that you can print out, which is really cool. And just a reminder for all you guys, um, our all of these fan projects are listed on our website at SwiftCast13 under the Fan Projects tab. SwiftCast13.com, sorry. Under the Fan Projects tab. So you don't have to memorize any of this from the show. Just go ahead and go to visit our website and it has all the, de- all the details, all the contact information for everybody running the projects if you want to take part in any of them. All right, moving on. Um, next is our Taylor Dictionary. So um, the word for this week comes from Julio Au on Facebook. Um, and his word is Taylor struck. Totally amazed by something Taylor related. Hopefully, you guys have been Taylor struck listening to this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I am. State of Grace awesome curtain pull. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. We have officially used it in a sentence, folks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so that is our Taylor dictionary word for, for the day. Taylor struck. Feel free to use it at will. And uh, we just want to remind you guys that you uh, we love to hear from you. So please submit to any and all of our mini segments. If you want to share an opinion, share about anything we've discussed, if you want to share a story. You know, this is a show, as we've said many times, you know, by Swifties for Swifties. So we want you guys to be involved. So uh, don't be shy about contacting us and participating in the show and not just listening. You know, feel free to, like, be a part of it. You can get a hold of us on our contact form at SwiftCast13.com. You can tweet us at twitter.com slash swiftcast13. You can catch up with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash swiftcast13. You can Taylor connect with us at taylorswift.com slash users swiftcast or slash users slash swiftcast13. You can uh, go and ask us things on Tumblr at swiftcast13.tumblr.com. Or if you want to ask us anything, it's swiftcast13.tumblr.com slash ask. Um, you can keep up with us on our blog at swiftcast13.wordpress.com, or you can just email us at swiftcast13 at gmail.com. So, yeah. And speaking of Twitter, our July Twitter giveaway just ended. We were giving away uh, the limited edition red single CD, and we want to congratulate the winner, McFlyTaylor13 on Twitter. She was able to get the most number of other people helping her get entries, so she is the winner for this month. And we also had three awesome runners-up who got lots and lots of votes, too. So we want to say congratulations to Simply Swift 13 Red is Flawless 13 and Angie Swift 13 or Angie Swifty 13 I'm sorry. You guys are all really awesome, and we really appreciate your enthusiasm, and we do this giveaway every month during the week of the 13th, so if you don't win this time, there's always a chance to try again for next month. That one was a good one. I would love to win that. A red single CD. I'm so happy I found somebody who bought an extra one, and I'm trading one of my singles with theirs so I can have a copy, too. (laughs) Nice. On that note, I heard that um, they are going to be actually Taylor's going to be releasing more of these the red singles, um, but they won't be numbered. So, um, so yeah. Well, that's interesting. Cool. Well, our iTunes giveaway is still currently going on. So, write, rate us five stars and leave us a review on iTunes, and that's how you qualify. It's pretty easy. Just let us know how we're doing. And if there's something you want to hear more of or you don't like, just let us know. And you will be picked at random to get a red red guitar picks and a red sticker. And when we reach 
50 reviews. So, and if you reviewed us before, you're already entered. So, it's pretty cool. And you're, once you review, you're automatically entered for future ones. So, once we hit the 50 and give the um, prize away, when we do another one, if you already submitted or left us a review, you're automatically ready for that next one. Yeah, exactly. If you've if you've re- reviewed us, then you're automatically in all contests that happen for our iTunes page. So, yay! All right, and make sure uh, to like us on Facebook. Um, it's a great way to keep in touch with us. Like, uh, if you want to reach us, you know, outside of Twitter or outside of Taylor Connect or something, Facebook is a great way to yeah, just keep in touch with us. Tell us whatever is on your mind, um, whether it's Taylor related or not. So. Um, and if you like us, then you are automatically eligible to win, um, any future giveaways that we have on Facebook. So, so very cool. Go and do that. www.facebook.com slash swiftcast13. Yeah. Well, I do believe that is, uh, pretty much all we have for episode 14 for you guys today. Uh, we do have another surprise coming up for you in episode 15, which will be kind of cool. That's something to look forward to. Get you guys, you guys are all up on your toes. Ten. I don't know if Nate was going to love the surprise, but I know the rest of us will for, for girls. <laughs> I think I, There's a hint for you. It's, it's definitely a girly type surprise. There's nothing wrong with the surprise. I think it's very cool. Yeah. All right. I think it's an That's awesome cool. idea. We dig it. We dig it. Yeah. Jaw feel. So yeah, that, uh, make sure that you definitely catch episode 15. We hope you enjoyed 14. And yeah, just uh, contact us. Let us know. You know, say hi. And, uh, submit mini segments, anything. We'd like to hear from you. All right, well, you guys have a great week, and we will catch up with you next week, okay? Bye! Love, love, love! Peace out, Swift Scouts. I love it. We are in no way directly affiliated with Taylor Swift.